welcome to Who Wrote That Up For You, a daily podcast that shines a light on the American justice system and its role in empowering the powerful to take from you. The justice system is the only branch of your government where an individual, rather than the collective, can make the system act for you. It puts power in the individual's hands, but it's broken and being used against you at a time when you need it most. And we are live on Who Wrote That Up For You? Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. I'm Sonia Ebra, co-founder at Courtroom 5. And I'm Deborah Sloan, the other co-founder at Courtroom 5. Got a marvelous show lined up for you today. In a few moments, we will speak with Erin Levine at Hello Divorce. It's a highly innovative uh, solution for dissolving a marriage at much lower cost than, uh, than you might expect and that's conventionally available. Before we get there, though, Deborah, what's on your mind today? What's the issue of today? Well, I want to talk about something that came up a little bit earlier uh, in, in our uh, podcast life, uh, making money from arresting people or making money from poor people. Uh, uh, I was thinking about the comedians Eric Andre and Clayton English, uh, and uh, they're uh, accusing the Atlanta airport, basically, and the, this, the uh, county of Clayton in uh, Georgia of uh, uh, racial profiling. But it, it's a bigger picture of municipalities relying on the poorer populations to uh, basically uh, support them when uh, they don't have a reliable tax base. And so it's, it's almost like, you know, the, the poor uh, taking care of the rich. And uh, there's just something, uh, unfortunately, very American about that, but very wrong about that. My goodness. That is, uh, yeah, we could spend a lot of time on that. I, um, I used to think, you know, it was just those small flyover uh, cities that uh, practice that. But some fairly large metro areas are doing the same thing. It's terribly unfortunate. It reminds me of uh, some time, brief period of time I spent in environmental justice uh, work. And, you know, you find the same sort of situation. These big polluters siting their facilities in uh, low-income, disproportionately black and brown communities because there wasn't the, the social or economic uh, or political power to fight back you know, against them. And so, yeah, that's, it's the same thing here. Instead of adequately taxing people making lots and lots of money uh, in these localities, you know, they use uh, fees and traffic stops and that sort of thing to operations. That's sad. I, it's a bad look for a country, um, you know, that's the standard bearer for democracy here. Definitely would love to see more people addressing those sorts of situations uh, in the courts. And, and related to what we do, court fees, sometimes they can be exorbitant. Exactly. Exactly. Same story. Um, but we'll take that up on a, a, a different day. Who, who wrote that up for you is sponsored by Courtroom 5. Uh, at Courtroom 5, we believe the courts belong to the people, in particular to the people who use them. And we, the people, are coming to claim our courts. Uh, so if you are in court without a lawyer, uh, or if you need to sue someone and can't find a lawyer to represent you, get yourself over to courtroom5.com. Try a limited version of our services for free, uh, and we hope to provide some relief uh, for you there. 
At this time, it's my great pleasure to welcome onto the show Aaron Levine at Hello Divorce. Aaron, welcome and thank you for joining us. Yes. Hi, friends. Great to be here. Happy Friday. Didn't I just see you earlier in the weekend? <laughs> I, think, I think we did in Nashville and that was amazing, but it feels like years ago because I got home to a family full of COVID. So I've just been like in it. Yeah, yeah. My goodness. My that was goodness. fun though. Uh, well, I'm, I hope everybody is okay there. I was excited to see you at CleoCon. I didn't know lawyers could party quite so well. Uh, so that's great to see. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's the first thing we're taught in law school. Um, yeah. For real though. But yeah, it was, it was so great to see you and their, the family is on the mend. So. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Erin, tell us about uh, Hello Divorce and how you uh, got started with it. What what drove you to develop it? Sure. Hello Divorce is a platform that makes the divorce process easier, kinder, and a lot less expensive. So our consumers use self-service tools, uh, tech, and tech-enabled services to help them get through that legal process in approximately one-third the typical time and one-tenth the cost of the sort of lawyer up and fight status quo. So I got started, I was a lawyer for 16 years. I actually became a lawyer after my own experience with the justice system. I am a survivor of abuse, of rape. I turned um, the perpetrator in. And while I got justice in like the traditional sense, and I was very fortunate for that, um, the whole system felt awful. Like the end result was overshadowed by the experience along the way. It was inefficient. It was um, combative. It was scary. I felt really alone. And I didn't want anyone to feel like that. And so I became a lawyer and family law made sense, right? Like it's, I get to help people through hard times. Like that's kind of like who I am. And I did it and I grew a firm. And uh, ultimately, this Bay Area firm became a multi-million dollar business that I scaled way back to open a new business that might, in fact, put the old one out of business. Um, and the reason for that is because I felt like this complicit participant in the system that was routing people through war. I knew we could do better. I also knew that most lawyers wanted to do better, too. They didn't like being caught up in litigation and battles. They didn't like the way it made them feel. But in order to really do some change, I kind of had to like step way back and reimagine how we walk through the family law process. Extraordinary, extraordinary. And we'll share uh, more information about Hello Divorce with um, with our audience briefly. Um, you know, many people think of what you're what you've described there as legal tech. Um, but we sort of know legal tech more as law firm tech. It's tech that helps law firms be more efficient, maybe helps consumers hire lawyers uh, more readily. Uh, but it doesn't really solve the justice gap, the problem of, of people not getting access to the courts. Or does it? What do you think about legal tech as, as opposed to what you're doing? Well, I think most of legal tech, especially legal tech that has been funded, is, you're right, really centered around making lawyers more efficient, around helping people access lawyer, find lawyers and hide, um, and hire them, which I, I do appreciate. But that's very different from what you and I do. We are working directly with the consumer to help them resolve a major life 
and legal issue without a lawyer because they probably can't afford one or with a lawyer at a reduced cost, at a cost that is, um, if not reduced, at least fixed uh, so that uh, we can plan and, and, and finance that. So um, I think of it, of course, like, you know, as I've legal tech has always been something really, really near and dear to my heart. Um, but when I think about who we are, I generally think about it from a justice tech standpoint, um, because access to justice is certainly our number one goal. And to a certain extent, there's a fintech element because in divorce, it's a major financial transformation. And um, not only is there the issue of helping the 75% of people who wouldn't be able to hire a lawyer to begin with, but there's the huge wealth disparity that comes after divorce between men and women. And to the extent that we can help minimize that impact and then ultimately set people up for a better next chapter, that is our absolute goal. So you have the divorce and you need money. And then a lot of people are now thrown into this game where there's predatory loans and scams being sent at them. To the extent that we can help people avoid that, to me, that there's a fintech element to that. So um, justice tech, fintech, and then, like, of course, legal tech, because we're all in this space of trying to make law better. Fantastic. And speaking of justice tech, so uh, Hello Divorce, like Courtroom 5, um, are, is one of the founding members of the Justice Technology Association, this uh, new trade group uh, working to deliver uh, do-it-yourself uh, services to legal consumers. All right. And um, you know, what do you think about the uh, power of putting those kinds of tools, these kinds of tools into the hands of consumers to not only this gap, but just to also disrupt the way legal is practiced? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that taking a step back, the, the the Justice Technology Association is so important on so many levels um, to have to be able to like pull together and work together towards like many of these big issues is wildly important. But I also think like at our core, who we are is um, an advocate for consumers. And I think that most people probably don't know all the barriers that are put in front of founders like us to be able to provide the tools and services that they need to um, have meaningful access to their rights. Um, and so like to the extent that we can also continue to build that awareness and put some pressure on the powers that be, um, and maybe some some press and um, build allies. I think that um, it can really help. Like people want injustice to be exposed, and it's not just that like lawyers got there first or lawyers made the system really complicated. Um, it's that lawyers, some lawyers and regulators, are actively preventing others to come in and like make these solutions and make them available to consumers. That's the part that like infuriates me most. And I think that if people learn and find out about that, that there's going to be a lot more pressure the other way instead of just on us. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to, to see you taking on that regulatory challenge and, and just, you know, uh, treading a path that the rest of us will eventually have to do, but you are making it easier and just really appreciate you for that. Uh, let me share your website then, hellodivorce.com, uh, with our, with our, uh, viewers. Erin, where else can people find you online? They can find me on LinkedIn, Erin uh, Levine. You can find me at Twitter, Erin Levine underscore. And our Hello Divorce account on Instagram is just at Hello Divorce. So if you are thinking about going through it or just completed a divorce and you're looking for some support, both tactical, strategic, and emotional, it's a great spot to, to catch up with us. on. Fantastic. Highly recommended for anyone dealing with these issues. Erin, for joining Who Wrote That Up For You. Uh, Thank you. I know that, I know that you've got um, uh, a heavy lift ahead to get nationwide, and we're going to keep track of your, your progress and have you back uh, again real soon. Thanks so much. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Fantastic there. Uh, Deborah, who won yesterday's quiz, if anyone? And what do you have teed up for us today? It's a true or false question. Yesterday, the third person who came in on it got it right. True or false. A response is a document sent to the judge opposing a request from the other side. That is false. Like motions, responses are filed with the clerk, not sent to the judge. So not a trick question, but (laughs) maybe a little difficult for people. The winner is Gabriel S. That was definitely a trick question. Congratulations <laughs> to Gabriel S. There, I think we have to. We we, we must be getting a lot of winners uh, these days because you've made this. You've made these questions more difficult. That's a I true or false, fifty fifty. Okay. Congratulations to Gabriel there. Okay, today's quiz. During which stage of litigation is a motion for directed verdict typically filed? Is it during the answer stage, discovery, during the trial stage, or during the appeal stage? If you want to participate in this quiz, send your responses to quiz at courtroom5.com. Well, fantastic. Uh, that's all we have for you today. As usual, Deborah and I will take the weekend off, uh, and we'll see you again on Monday. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Are you feeling beleaguered, angry, or afraid? As if things are spinning out of control and you're powerless to stop them? It's easy to just let things slide and hope they don't get worse. But they often do get worse. The thing is, you're not powerless. Our courts belong to us. And their purpose is to give power to the powerless. Don't let your grievances pile up without redressing them. You can handle this in court. Or if someone takes you to court, you can take them to school.